to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having a absolutely fantastic day today, as always. And we got a bunch of stuff we're going to cover today. But first thing I wanted to touch base on briefly is over this morning, I uh, had some people send me some videos, and I also saw them as well online, very disturbing videos of Oregon, Portland, Oregon, yesterday at something that was deemed basically a JFPK march, I guess, for some other person that basically got uh, shot and basically killed by the police. And so they basically are using this now as an excuse again to run around neighborhoods. And what's interesting about this march is I was watching a bunch of the videos it escalated quickly, and this is what I'm going to talk about in a second, is instead of going you know, to downtown areas and so forth, they were actually marching and blocking the entire roadway through downtown neighborhoods in Portland now. And these were groups of BLM terrorists and also Antifa. And there were multiple individuals in the crowd that were wearing full body armor, you know, but chest rigs, plate carriers. And um, I don't know what armor they had in them, but they were wearing what appeared to be chest rigs. And they were carrying AR-15s, AKs, uh, high point nine millimeters, so forth, slung on their person, which I guess it's allowed to open carry in Portland. I'm assuming I don't know the firearm walls up there, so don't quote me. I don't ever intend on going to Oregon. But anyways, they're walking around, and they're blocking traffic, screaming and yelling, megaphoning, doing their typical hoorah, hoorah. Everybody has to look at me and listen and stop to what I have to say because I want to be the loudest person on the road and impede traffic. And they ended up blocking in a truck who was kind of partially blocked in, but he got in a big altercation with them. And, of course, as soon as he starts getting an altercation through his window – Two of them draw their weapons. I mean, they have AKs, AR-15s in their hands pointed at him directly. And he decides to get out of his vehicle, and then he actually pulls a handgun on them, and then one of them tackles him from behind, and about six of them proceed to kick and curb stomp this man. He's probably 67 years old, white male, and uh, beat him about half to death in the middle of the street. He, He ended up being hospitalized afterwards. And, you know, some people have been asking me, they said, you know, what in these situations is the best thing to do? And I've told you guys, not from a legal standpoint, just from a safety standpoint, from the numerous vehicle tactic classes I've had, including with Pat McNamara, retired special forces, the best thing to do in a vehicle like that is to absolutely get out of the scene. As far as in your vehicle, if you have the ability to leave, get out of the way. This is why in Florida, DeSantis and numerous other states have signed this. If people are impeding the road and they're blocking the traffic and they're threatening your life, you just run them over. Now, that's in Florida. I don't know about other states, but you just get out of there. If your life's in danger and they're pulling weapons on you, the best thing to do is get out of the scene as fast as you can in your vehicle. Now, if you're completely boxed in and you have no ability to basically do that, then you have to start using tactics when you get out of the vehicle. You can't allow yourself to get surrounded 360, and this is what happened to the guy. He basically got out of the vehicle, went towards the back of his truck, so his back was exposed by the time he got to the tailgate, and he pretty much had 360 surrounding around him, which unless you have you know a team with you, you're done. It doesn't matter. You got five, six, seven people surrounding you. You have one handgun. You're done. You have to have the ability to cover certain areas. And so I highly encourage people go train with your weapon, go take some classes. Even if you want to do a lot of dry drills, which a lot of teachers and uh, basically instructors are doing now, they're doing a huge portion of the class via dry drill 
and training drive and then basically doing some live fire shooting at the end and keeping the round count at minimum just because obviously ammo conservation. But I really encourage people right now to train. This happened in Portland because Portland's entirely liberal. They've completely told everybody that rule of law does not matter. Law enforcement has no interest in doing anything because they've pretty much been, you know, so beat down and so demonetized and so defunded. They have no intentions on doing anything because it's, it's turned into anarchy in that city. This is going to start happening in a lot of very liberal cities across the country. Now, areas, you know, rural areas like Montana, conservative areas of Texas, Florida, Georgia, you're never going to see this to a full extent because there's so many armed individuals down here. I can tell you right now, if a BLM terrorist group wants to start walking down my street and parading and doing that, they're going to get direct engagement from me if they're carrying weapons and they point weapons at me. There will be no hesitation on any of that. If you have somebody in your perimeter and they basically point a weapon at you, you have the ability in the state of Florida to stand your ground. Now, other states, again, know your laws with this, but the reason why they're doing this in Portland is because they've basically been so incentivized, and most of these guys are paid protesters. They're being paid as Bolshevik communists, so to speak, to do this as a beta test to see what they can get away with. So, again, I encourage people, go train, understand what to do in these situations, and by all means, the best thing to do is get out of the situation. Don't try to be a hero. Don't try to get out of your car and start flailing a gun around when you got four, five, six people surrounding your vehicle. Get out of there as fast as you can. And worst case scenario, then you have to get out of the vehicle, but that's the last thing you want to have to do in that situation. So I just want to encourage people, continue to train and stay active and agile. Also, too, in other news, I want to bring this up. The German parliament now, as we're seeing this start to progress further, they have now passed Thursday ruling yesterday. They give special privileges to people who have been vaccinated with the COVID experimental injection. The law is expected to pass the Bundestag, the upper house on Friday, and allowing the rules to come into force on Saturday. Current curfews, contact restrictions will cease to apply to people who have been injected. That includes the lifting of restrictions on private meetings. This would not count towards limits in meeting with people with other people that have not been injected. In other areas, such as shopping, visiting hairdressers, they will be treated as negative COVID testing or fully vaccinated, meaning they will be able to resume Everything they want to do pretty much now. Quarantine obligations will be fully lifted. So here we go again. We're now basically segregating the population. They're doing it in New York now with Yankee Stadium. They're now saying there's going to be vaccinated seating and unvaccinated seating. Now they're saying this in Germany. This is starting to pop up all over the country. We are starting to have vaccinated and unvaccinated segregated groups. This is, again, exactly what we talked about yesterday. If you want to hear more about that, listen to yesterday's show. we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. But understand and realize, never allow somebody to force you into doing something you don't want to do. There's another VAERS ID 1225942. There was a dump yesterday on the VAERS data from the CDC, the vaccine adverse events, and a 16-year-old girl from Wisconsin last month who received Pfizer injection basically ended up on her second injection ended up going to cardiac arrest ended up going on cpr ended up dying a short time after collapsed basically at home after she was released and she basically went to cardiac arrest again 16 years old dead within a day of basically getting this injection 
this isn't going to stop. This is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse the more people get injected with this. So please forward this information. Get this information out there. What we've seen with the GMO foods and what they do to the gut and how they ruin the stomach and how they basically rot the intestines, what we've seen with the high fructose corn syrup and how it rots the liver pretty much with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, what we've seen now with these artificial sweeteners like Splenda that are chlorocarbons that ruin the probiotics and ruin the gut bacteria. All these things have been used now decade after decade to slowly ruin the immune system. This now, this COVID injection is now pretty much one of the final onslaughts of our immune system for the time being. It won't be the last, but it's one of the main final ones that they're going to do now. People have become so sick because they refuse to take care of themselves and they refuse to take care of their body as far as what they eat. Now, I understand it's difficult sometimes because a lot of the food now is so polluted and so contaminated, it's difficult to know what you're even eating, even if you think you're getting clean food at the grocery store. That's why I encourage people, at least for the time being, while we still know it's certified, do your best to get USDA certified food, organic food. This is so important. And make sure you're taking the proper nutrients to help combat a lot of these free radicals and a lot of the stuff that's happening inside your body on a regular basis because the food was the first weapon. This injection now that they're using, this is another round of essentially a bioweapon, in my opinion, and a lot of other virologists and scientists' opinion. This is essentially a bioweapon, and what it's being used to do is to ruin the immune system and start spreading whatever it is, whatever it does, whatever this – RNA spike protein does, nobody really knows except the people that created it. Like I said, I don't even think they fully understand what happens with this in a full population. But it's so important. you got to do the best you can. Keep your immune system strong right now. Keep your gut healthy. Stay off the GMO foods. Stay off the corn. Stay off the high fructose corn syrup. And make sure you're keeping your immune system strong with the vitamin C, D3, and iodine. That's why we have the organic food buckets as well. For people that are basically want to stay backed up and, you know, stocked up at least a little bit on some backup food. Because the problem is a lot of the stored food out there these days is really, really cheap food. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to throw anybody on the bus. There's a lot of food out there that is just garbage. It's full, full of preservatives. And it's the last thing I want to put in my body. You're better off if you can't afford the organic food buckets. You're better off to go buy organic beans and rice, which you can still buy fairly cheap and store them, open them up and store them in buckets properly and seal them up and store them long-term with organic beans and rice. Granted, they don't taste very good unless you got some good seasoning and salt, which that's another thing you need to have. But it's better off eating that than eating some of this really, really cheap, preservative-laden, GMO stored food that's going to do nothing but rot your gut when at the most you're trying to stay as healthy as possible with what's going on. What do you think, Dad? Oh, wow, great intro, Austin. Uh, okay, you guys got to put your seatbelt on for a second. I'm going to have to go a little bit of scientific stuff today. I'm going to break it down to the best I possibly can to let you know what's going on, what's happening, and what to do about it. That's all I can say. Uh, and Austin's 100% about the GMO foods. He's 100% right about the trying to eat organic. And remember, last couple of years ago, one of the largest meat processors that was organic was bought up by a Kabbalist company. And they're buying up everything. That's why they bought up Whole Foods. But they're buying up everything. I mean, Jeff Bezos... Rothschild cutout bought Whole Foods, and so they're trying to they're trying to do their best to stop distribution of 
organic foods around the world. That's what they're trying to do because they don't want you eating something healthy. They want you to eat stuff that's going to damage your gut. We've got three to five pounds of gut microbium, and that gut microbium acts like a second brain in our body. It actually interfaces through an interdimensional interface with the bacteria from the gut to the brain, and it kind of communicates and produces antibodies for you in the event that you get exposed to a viral load or a bacterial load. Really important that you understand this. You've got to keep your probiotics up. Now, this morning I took a 350 billion stick along with two purple sticks. Uh, it's one of our products that we have at Health Masters. It's, it comes out of Belgium. It's phenomenal. And it's 350 billion. It's not a billion. It's 350 billion. We, when we produce it, it's almost 700 billion. It's going to be 350 billion at the end of the expiration date. That's why we labeled it like that. I take that on a regular basis. Sharon takes it every single day. You've got to keep the gut microbe well, well, how should healthy. In addition to that, it directly affects your brain. People don't have proper gut microbiome. Microbe, they can end up with a uh, situation with uh, Alzheimer's, you know, dementia, Parkinson's. They can end up with schizophrenia. All of this stuff is directly affected by your gut bacteria. Now, the gut bacteria again continues to produce antibodies for you, so you don't die from viral and bacterial loads. Animals don't have that. They don't have that. This is a separate thing that God did when he built us for our immune system to allow us to adapt the pathogens and toxins. It's because of this they haven't been able to get an Ebola compound that could kill everybody. That's just where we're going today with this. In addition to that, that's why the SARS COVID garbage with the HIV and the SARS insertion doesn't kill everybody. It actually has a very small death rate, even lower than the seasonal flu. The reason for that is because of our guts. Our guts adapt. God made us this way. In fact, if you watch the movie with Tom Cruise, which basically is, you know, the day the earth got invaded by the Martians, that kind of thing, by she wells, what ends up happening is all the Martians end up dying because the bacteria that was on our planet, they weren't prepared for and it kills them. That's just what the movie says. So we have the ability to produce the antibodies from our gut microbe. That's why it's so important to stay off of chlorocarbons. This is like Splenda. It's like pouring bleach through your gut. It's unbelievably poisonous for your gut microbe. This is why it's important to take probiotics. This is why it's important if you ever go on antibiotics, you've got to load back up on gut microbe. Absolutely critical that you do that. I can't emphasize that enough. That's why it's important not to rot your gut with GMOs. Now, here's the problem with this. There's a new report, and it sheds a little bit of light. I'm going to cover this in a little bit of detail right now on what's happening with this vaccine, what's happening with the shedding. This is a study that was done by the Salk Institute, S-A-L-K, and it cast doubt on the current crop of gene-based vaccines that may pose a grave risk to public health. The article, which is titled, The Novel Coronavirus Spike Protein Plays Additional Key Role in Illness, shows that the SARS-CoV-2 distinctive spike protein damages cells, confirming that COVID-19 is a primary vascular disease. We'll cover that in just a second. While the paper strictly focuses on the COVID-related issues, it is unavoidably raises a question by the new vaccines that contain billions of spike proteins per injection that greatly increases the risks of severe illness or death. 
This is why this girl died at the age of 16. Austin just covered it. In the new study, the researchers created a pseudovirus or a fake virus that was surrounded by spike proteins, but it did not contain actual virus. Exposure to the pseudovirus because of the spike proteins resulted in damage to the lungs and arteries of an animal model, proving the spike protein alone was enough to cause disease. Tissue samples showed inflammation and endothelia cells lining the pulmonary artery walls. Now, vascular endothelia cells line the entire circulatory system from the heart to the smallest capillaries. What they also line are the intestines, the small intestines which absorb the nutrients into your bloodstream. The team then replicated this process in the lab, exposing healthy endothelial cells, which line the arteries and the intestinal tract, to the spike protein. And they showed that the spike protein damaged the cells by binding ACE2. This binding disrupted the molecular signaling to mitochondria that generate energy for cells, causing the mitochondria to become damaged, fragmented, and die. Previous studies have shown similar effects when cells were exposed to the SARS-CoV virus, this is the first study to show that the damage occurs when cells are exposed to the spike protein on its own. Now, here's the problem. We have people who are shedding viral loads, spike proteins. We can't figure out how it's happening. I mean, all the scientists are scratching their heads. I personally believe they're being respirated and aspirated and expelled through the lungs. I believe that this is where it's coming from. I believe it's that toxic that this thing's gone airborne. My opinion can't prove it, my opinion, because I've seen too many people that have been around, people that have been vaccinated, who've gotten sick almost immediately. This is a disease of the vascular system. The vascular system is also called the circulatory system. It's made up of the vessels that carry blood and lymph through the body. This is not the respiratory system, though it comes in through the lungs. The main culprit is the spike protein. It's a glycoprotein that protrudes from the envelope of some viruses Marion Webster says it's like a key in a lock, and these spike proteins fuse the receptor on the surface of cells, allowing the virus's genetic code to invade the host cell and take over the machinery and replicate. This is a quote by Bruce Lieberman. Now, this basically is telling you this thing was designed in a laboratory. Now, it, this is what it is. It destroys the immune system. It destroys the cardiovascular system. It destroys the gut, especially in animals that cannot produce antibodies against any of this stuff because they don't have the gut microme. Now, there's a really good article. I published this on our circulation research, and it's SARS-CoV spike protein impairs endothelia function via the downregulation of ACE2. And it says that the only way they were able to correct this in the laboratory and stop it from happening is for the people to take N-acetyl-L-cysteine. Now, that's a product that we carry, you know, at Health Masters website. I'm going to spell it, N-A-C-E-T-Y-L-L-C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E. I take that every single day. Basically, it's a reactive oxygen species inhibitor, N-acetyl-L-cysteine. Now, in addition to that, it's been shown that it massively reduces nitric oxide production in the body. Now, this is a problem, okay, because nitrous oxide goes down anyhow as you age. We talked about this last week. And nitrous oxide allows the blood vesicles to flex and become larger and smaller, larger and smaller, maintains elasticity, and it also does a lot of other stuff. When you don't have enough nitric oxide, you massively increase the risk of strokes, blood-related diseases, you know, clots. You also increase blood pressure. And you also pretty much wipe out libido or sex drive in men. It's a big problem. So we also use the HGH stimulate. I take four scoops of that a day. That keeps my nitric oxide levels up. So in the event you get exposed to this, it allows you to maintain nitric oxide levels. 
and you need to be taking the N-acetyl cysteine because this stuff is everywhere now. People are expi- expiring it. It's, that's why that's why I believe it's going around. And if you can figure out a different way of how it's happening, let me know, and I'll do some research on it. But, you know, the spike protein function on the mitochondrial function is horrible, what that thing does. Because remember, the mitochondria are the energy systems of the cell. They take adenosine triphosphate and break it down to adenosine diphosphate and creating energy in the cell using B-complex. It's what keeps you alive. And the reason everybody dies is you stop producing adenosine triphosphate pretty much from the mitochondria, and your body just quits. Now, you may have a stroke that causes that. You may have a heart attack that causes that. You may have cancer that causes that. But that's the end end cause is you're not producing energy from the cells anymore. That's when you're going to die. So it's important to keep your your, your nitric oxide levels up. Really, really important, guys. I take four scoops of this stuff a day, and I take the acetylcysteine every single day. It's very important. I take two of those in the morning and two of those in the evening with my meals. That's the same product they use to basically detoxify a liver from Tylenol poisoning. It's a very good product. It's been around for a long, long, long time. The fact that it's not basically a product that's by prescription only, I'm really happy about because normally when you have a product that really works that well, they don't allow you to have it on the open market. They want to make sure they can patent it and charge you $5,000 for a bottle of it. But this is what's happened. Now, the question is this. If we know this is happening, how did this happen? Who did this? Who developed it? Well, I'm glad you asked because I actually have the answer for that too. You know, remember the guy Lieber who was working at Harvard, who was the top guy at Harvard as far as working with coronavirus. He worked with the Wuhan and was charged with this. He was the one who basically developed the gain of function with Wuhan. He was the one who basically works with, how should I say, the nanotech that is designed to come in and invade our cells. Now I'm going to go, I'm going to go weird on you for a second. Okay. Which of course you listen to this show. You don't really don't have a problem with that. Anyhow, something happened in 1947. We had an advanced alien technology given to us by the crashes at Roswell. Call it fallen angels. If you want, if it's easier for you as a Christian, I don't care. Just pick a name that you can deal with. Demonic technology. I don't care. Something came into our, energy field, something came into our earth, into our frequency, into our dimension, and it was shot down because two radar systems laid on top of each other, creating scalar energy, which knocked this thing down and it crashed. According to Dr. Colonel Corso, on the day after Roswell, which I recommend everybody reads, they recovered bodies, and they also recovered a whole bunch of technology from these downed ships. There were two ships that went down. Uh, what was interesting about this is they say that lasers, solid-state circuitry, you know, the, uh, all of this stuff that we have, Kevlar, and you know, night vision, all of that was retro-engineered from this. Now, there were several key people that were used to engineer this stuff you know, when this ship came down that carried top-secret clearance. One of the guys who basically worked for the government was a guy by the name of R. Lieber. He was assistant. This is the father of the guy from Harvard who developed spike proteins. R. Lieber was a systems engineer, and he worked on missiles and surface radar division, defense electronic products. In other words, he worked in the retro engineering of what they learned at Roswell. He's a recipient of the 1962 David Sardoff Outstanding Achievement Award in Engineering for contributions to the field of high-precision space tracking and navigational systems. Mr. Lieber has contributed new and foundational fundamental science to high accuracy prediction of satellite missile positioning using surface-based tracking data, 
which opens new avenues to the solution of satellite tracking problems. The applications for which he developed solutions include ships, submarine, aircraft navigation, surveying of land locations. This guy was directly involved in the retro engineering, in my opinion, of what happened at Roswell. Now, his son is the guy who was at Harvard who got busted for what he was doing. Now, I posted all these articles on the website. Now, the, these guys, basically the father, he ended up falsifying his immigration records and a whole bunch of other stuff. The guy should have never gotten a high-level, how should I say, clearance with the federal government, but he did. Now, we have to understand that these guys, these clowns that are doing all of this stuff, they're all involved now in the nanotech, and the nanotech is what we have here with COVID. And the Lieber guy from Harvard is the guy who developed the nanotech. He's the one who's been charged by the FBI as the developer of the nanotech. So we've got to understand where these guys are, what they're doing, and what they're involved in. My opinion, you think, well, this is going to sound crazy? Well, whatever. Yeah, it probably does. But, you know, this nanobioweaponry professor, Charles M. Lever, he never speaks about his father or the family of his prolific biographies and honors. He doesn't talk about any of this. That's why. What's he trying to hide? I personally believe that these guys were directly involved in working with this type of technology to reduce the population of the planet because they're under some type of demonic influence or control. Yeah, I just went there, didn't I? Yeah, I did. I believe that they're involved with these fallen angels. I believe that they've been given the technology, and I believe that these guys are the ones who developed the nanotubules and all the other things that are being used. This carbon nanotube, nanowire, nanobud research is all advanced, advanced, advanced technology. And this guy worked on the 5G age of satellite systems. He was a senior spy engineer who built wireless satellite surveillance and killing systems that are still in use today. That's the group right now that are working together with the Kabbalists in order to produce things like the COVID spike protein. So you think, well, this is just absolutely awful. Well, yeah, I know it is. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say to you, but I've been doing the research on this guy, and I posted this stuff on the website. And we, and we have to understand something, that these guys are not good people. And, and people always say, well, I wouldn't do that. I, I think it's awful. I, I think it's, you know, it, it's awful these guys do stuff like that. Well, yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't do it either. I mean, what do these guys sit around at night smoking crack and decide on what they're going to do to try to kill the population of the planet? But, you know, this cutting-edge technology that he developed has applications for weaponry, transportation, medicine, AI, artificial intelligence, surveillance, mind control. And it's, what it is is a group of people that have worked together with this reverse engineering in nanoscience and nano, nanoengineering. And that's who. Now, this Charles Lieber now, he's been suspended by Harvard. He's actually under indictment. He's the university's chairman of the chemistry department. Now, he basically has worked exclusively with China and Russia through the Rothschild banking cartel in developing this. Here's an article that says Bloomberg News. Lieber's arrest on January 28th came in connection with his dealings in China. He has been, quote, charged with any type of economic espionage, intellectual property theft, or export violations. Instead, he's accused of lying to the U.S. Department of Defense. Investigators about his work with the People's Republic of China. Now, these guys are the top of the top of the top. So I'm naming names right now in who this guy is and what he did and what he worked with. Now, in addition, Lieber allegedly signed a contract that obligated Harvard 
become part of a cooperative research program that allowed the Chinese through Wuhan to visit the Harvard University up to two months each year to work in the laboratories at Harvard. This guy is as dirty as it gets. This reminds me of the same group of people that basically took our military nuclear secrets and gave them to the Russian government. So this guy's bad, bad, bad news. He's basically, how would you say, the mad scientist that's gone in and developed all of this technology. He didn't develop it. He just retro-engineered it or was told how to do it in order to bring us coronavirus spike proteins. Now, here's what happens with animals. In one study, when they were basically exposed to coronavirus and to spike proteins, all the animals died, all the ferrets and all the cats. They all died. Why? Because this technology went in and destroyed the vascular cells in the intestinal tract, causing a permeability issue in the intestine. It created a lesion or a tear, which allowed bacteria to go into the body cavity, causing septus. And every single animal tested, every animal tested with the coronavirus died of septus, all of them. They got exposed to it. Their body's immune system isn't like ours. They don't have the microme. And it basically could not produce anything against it. The intestines tear. The bacteria gets into the blood. And when they check these animals, they're filled with bacteria and they're filled with septus. And I know somebody personally whose family got sick with this mess after they were exposed to someone shedding the virus. The dog got sick too. The dog had to be put down because it was septic. It was filled with bacteria. Guys, these guys are playing for blood. This is not a joke. And that's why I'm so frustrated. I talked about it yesterday with the people who decided to go ahead and get a vaccine, even though they know all what I just told you. Well, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. No, guys. No. The answer is no. Uh, the answer is actually H-E double sticks. No. How about I'm not doing this ever? No. That's that's the answer here. Always stand your ground. And also is right, too, by the way. Never get out of your car if you're confronted by armed muggers or whatever. Lock the vehicle, hit the gas, especially in your state of Florida. You check with your own state laws. I'm not telling you to break the laws, but you got to get away from the situation. You have to extricate yourself as quickly as possible. You basically have to live to fight another day. If you're surrounded by people with weapons and you've got a single pistol with a seven-round mag in it, you better leave and you better find a way out. In addition to that, if you're surrounded by people okay, who have been vaccinated, you better be taking N-acetylcysteine and HGH stimulate every single day along with your D3, K2 to keep your immune system strong, potassium iodide, zinc, and large amounts of vitamin C. Didn't want to dump all that on you this morning, but I had to dump it on you sooner or later. But I want to talk to you about that Libra clown, who he is and what he did. This guy was basically the crazy guy that decided to develop the technology that we have now destroying and killing the population of the planet. Also, what do you think and what's your next story? Wow, that was um, that was insightful. That's I mean see this this is the information we try to give you guys on the show. This is what we do here at Health Masters the best we can. We give you the information, you can do some more research on it, then you make your own decision. That's what we encourage everybody to do. Never just blindly accept something because somebody says, Well guess what? This is what we need to inject in your body, so you just need to say yes. Okay, do I get a lollipop when I'm done? Oh, yeah, you get a lollipop. Hey, we'll give you free donuts, too. How about that? Oh, free donuts. I mean, Homer Simpson or something. I mean, some of these people, it's ridiculous. I saw the other day, they're offering free beer and donuts vouchers for people that basically get the experimental gene editing COVID shot. And I'm like, wow, 
I mean, can, can, can you be any more insulting? It's about your health. It's about protecting people. Here, have some GMO beer and have some GMO donuts so we can give you your injection that's experimental, that's never been approved. Oh, that's a great deal. I'm going to go get that. It's when you know, guys, the whole thing's a complete and total sham, when it does not come down to your health at all, when it has nothing to do with your health at all, and it is all about control manipulation from the top down. It's exactly what we have seen. And another thing that I want to add on top of the first thing that I said here this morning as far as with providing you and your family with proper vehicle security. Anybody that hangs out with me or knows me knows that I'm a very proponent of concealed carry in the state of Florida. Now, in the state of Florida as well, there's no restrictions on carrying a long gun in your vehicle at all, unless as long as it is basically in a closed or zippered case. One thing that I have found, and I've heard this from many guys that are retired military, is that you should always, especially when you're going out of town or going out of city or going on a road trip, always keep a long gun in your vehicle for security purposes. In the event that you have to deploy out of your vehicle or your vehicle is basically broke down, say it runs out of fuel for some whatever reason because fuel fuel systems go down, say you basically get multiple flat tires and you're stranded, say you basically have a some type of EMP, I don't know, you could pick any reason, vehicles get stranded all the time. If you and your wife have to basically say, okay, listen, the vehicle is inoperable. There's nothing left to do. At that point, you basically have to to hoof it out. There's no sitting in your vehicle waiting for somebody to help you. Now, of course, obviously, when I'm not talking about when things are great and you can call AAA and they're there in 20 minutes. I'm talking if something's going sideways and there's some serious unrest and something's not going well at all. you got to get out of the vehicle. You do never, never want to sit in a vehicle on the side of the road and hope and pray somebody shows up to come help you if stuff is going sideways. That is the worst thing you can do. You're a sitting duck. Pack out what you can on your vehicle. Take as much water as you can. That's why I always recommend people carry jugs of water in your vehicle if you have to. Always keep an extra bladder tank in your bug-out bag. Always keep a backpack in your truck. I'm telling you that right now. This, this, is, this is a side note that a lot of people don't realize. Anytime you go somewhere, keep a backpack in your truck. Try to keep it up to date as much as you can for at least 72 hours of outdoor living. I mean, some extra food bars, some extra water packets, basically a empty bladder tank, and then keep an extra jug in your truck that you can use to fill up that soft bladder tank in your backpack. Keep basically any type of covering as far as small tent, emergency blankets, first aid, security, extra pistol, extra mags, whatever you need, and also maps, hard maps, real maps including basically topographical maps and city maps, state maps, wherever you're at in your area, and you need to know. Now, most people know roads and back roads, but a lot of times you pull up some old maps, there's some old roads around here in Florida that take you to different areas most people don't even know because people just take highways and interstates and toll roads all the time now. You never want to take a main highway if you basically are trying to get back home and your vehicle's stranded or something's gone sideways, ever. You always want to try to go back roads as much as you can because you're going to be a massive target. On top of that as well, if you are going on a road, you don't ever want to be walking on the side of a road like a hitchhiker. 
it's going to take longer and it's going to take more effort and you're going to have to walk off to the side, but you do not want to be a sitting duck. That's what comes into play what I was talking about earlier with keeping a long gun in your vehicle. If worst case hits the fan and you basically have a handgun with you, you can hand that off to your wife who should know how to operate it and you can basically carry a long gun as tight as you can to your body with your backpack and basically go where you need to go and navigate some back roads. Then in the event, If something comes up and you have some type of a direct engagement with Antifa members, now you are no longer a sitting duck getting out of your vehicle being surrounded. You're already alert, acute, prepared, and off to the side, and you know where you're going. You know what roads you need to take, and you know where you have to go. Again, these are worst-case scenarios, but the problem with it is a lot of times people fail to think about these scenarios because they – well, quite frankly, they're horrible to think about. Nobody really wants to sit around and plan this stuff out. But on the other hand, too, when you see videos like what happened, in Portland, and you see the unrest that's going to start occurring more and more and more, and you guys just wait until food prices start going up two, three hundred percent like lumber. Oh yeah, wait. You, you think you know plywood at eighty, ninety dollars a sheet for plywood is you know crazy? Wait till you start seeing a pound of ground beef for fifteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars. Wait till you see a gallon of milk for ten, fifteen dollars. That's coming next, by the way, with inflation. That happens every time. In an inflationary standpoint, you cannot keep dumping trillions upon trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars in the market and then wonder why things are going up in price. It's basic economics. It's so simplistic. A high schooler can figure it out. But yet the other day I saw an article. It was insulting. It was from the Fed. It was talking about Yellen. We're we're trying to understand because we have a hard time understanding when this inflation occurs like this, and we're trying to figure it out and basically get a handle on it. Really? The bumbling buffoon has already said now with his first stimulus package, his second infrastructure package he's trying to push now, and his third safety net package in total, it's going to be roughly $6 trillion he's going to want to drop on the U.S. economy in literally less than three to six months, depending on when it's approved. And you can't figure out when inflation is going to occur? No, guys. These bankers, these Federal Reserve chairmen, they lie. That's all they do is lie. They're cabalists. They're bankers. They are there to lie and manipulate. They know exactly what they're doing to the economy. They're milking the U.S. dollar for every single penny that it's worth, keeping it the reserve currency, maintaining the petrodollar until – They have the time when there's nothing left to salvage and it's completely and totally defunct. They roll it in to a one-world digital currency. This is why I've laughed at a lot of people. They basically have said, oh, well, you know, this this cryptocurrency is going to be the the way of the future. Well, you're right to some extent. It is going to be the way of the future, just not the way you think about it. Now, I know lots of people that have been in the crypto markets that have made tons of money, shorting Bitcoin, jumping on Bitcoin, you know, jumping in and out, day trading on Bitcoin. If that's what you're doing, I could care less. Quite frankly, more power to you. You make a lot of cash. I know some people that made a lot of money in the stock market this year and last year, jumping all around. If you know what you're doing, you can also lose a lot of money if you don't know what you're doing. But going in and saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on cryptocurrencies because it's going to be the way. The idea of blockchain technology and the ledger technology is very cool. I've, I've researched it. However, do you ever, under your wildest imagination, think that the Federal Reserve and the IMF are ever going to allow a free market cryptocurrency world to occur? No. That's why the chairman or basically the Federal Reserve already said they're planning on working on a Federal Reserve cryptocurrency. 
which I would trust about as a wet paper, much as I trust a wet paper bag with a gallon of milk in it. They're not going to do anything with it as far as letting it be a free market. They're going to use it to control, tax, monitor, and manipulate anything they want, however they want. And they'll go in and they'll say, well, all these other cryptocurrencies in the free market, they basically are going to be illegal to hold now. You're not going to be able to hold it. If you hold them, you're going to have to turn them in. They'll transfer them over. Same thing they already did with gold. And people say, well, they're not going to do that. Well, guess what? A federal court in the United States has just authorized the Internal Revenue Service to serve a John Doe summons on the cryptocurrency exchange Kraken, seeking identities of all U.S. taxpayers who have used cryptocurrency, the Department of Justice said on Wednesday. The IRS is seeking information about any and all taxpayers who conducted a minimum of $20,000 or more worth of transactions in cryptocurrency between 2016 and the end of 2020. The DOJ said in the statement, those who transact with cryptocurrency must meet their tax obligations like any other taxpayer. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. I understand the concepts. So don't send me emails and tell me, oh, it's great stuff. I think it's absolutely cool. Do I ever think it's going to go long term without the IRS cracking down, taxing, stealing, and pillaging like they always do? No, I don't. So just understand that when you're getting involved in it. If you're playing in the markets, if you're basically running – options and you're making money in the market and you know what you're doing with it by all means to you if you think basically this stuff is going to go long term and it's going to be a free market understand and use wisdom with what you're doing that's all i'm saying with it. i'm not getting any financial advice just use wisdom and understand the cryptocurrency will be used to convert into a digital currency that's why the federal reserve is already doing it that's why the irs is getting federal court summons to go in and tax people this will be done all across the board. That's why I've warned a lot of people that have made a huge amount of money in cryptocurrencies. Make sure you're keeping some money stacked to the side because IRS will be knocking on your door. Everybody that's cashed in and made four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars last year in cryptocurrency, IRS is going to want their cut on that. They're not going to let it go. They're going back all the way to 2016 now with the current crypto exchange Kraken. Best believe it's going to escalate, so be prepared for it. Just my opinion. Again, not giving you financial advice. Do what you want with it. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Maricopa County officials now are refusing to turn over the electronic devices subpoenaed by the Arizona state legislator this week. This whole election fraud has turned into such a debacle, and it's so blatantly obvious what happened in multiple states across the country. It boggles my mind. I saw it the night of the election. We've seen it since. We've seen the manipulation. Even, I mean, it's crazy to see what's happened. They basically said now, the, the, uh, their, the Arizona state legislator this week is claiming that compliance with the legislator's lawful order basically will not be met because it's a security risk. The letter signed by the Maricopa County Attorney Office and addressed the former Arizona Security State Ken Bennett defended officials' decision to not turn over the Internet routers but did not elaborate on the risk that complying with the subpoena would cause. They just blatantly said it would be a security risk to turn over the routers. Which, okay, so here's the question you have to ask. If they want to see what happened on the history of the routers, and they simply want to know what happened with the votes and the digital votes that went through, and the election's already over with, 
How does that have any effect on a security risk when it was basically already over four or five months ago now? They go on to say here, we've also learned, this is the letter stated by the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office to numerous federal agencies. They said, we have learned that if criminal elements or others have gained access to this data, it might compromise the federal law enforcement efforts to put the lives of law enforcement personnel at risk. This is what they're trying to use now as an excuse not to hand over the routers that basically handled all this Internet traffic with this vote in Arizona. Arizona was so full of election fraud, it's nuts. We see it. We all saw it. Everybody that basically witnessed it knows what happened. This is why I've said, Dad said so clearly yesterday, if we can't as a country take this back over and show everybody and nobody wants to address this, trying to take this from the top down is absolute futile right now. Going from a state level and getting your governors, your mayors, your city commissioners to go in and fight for your rights and stand their ground like we've seen in Florida, like we've started to see in Texas and other states, that is the only option we have right now from a legal standpoint. Now, when it comes as far as to defending your family and defending your country, that's another thing that may come occurrence in, in the near future. So just be aware, be prepared, and understand. Work at a state level and at a city level and at a county level to do the best you can right now. That's my best advice, and that's my opinion on that, Dad. What do you think? Uh, you know, Austin, we've said this so many times that we had – from the top up, and I, I've got to give these guys, you know, these psychopaths, weirdos – I got to give them credit where it's due. I mean, I really do. I don't want to, but I have to. Don't really like these people at all. In fact, I loathe them. But, you know, the plan that they've had, this multi generational plan, has been orchestrated now for over 100 years. And it has basically taken off like a slingshot with us in the past 60 or 70 years after the Frankfurt School, one of their little sidebar organizations, you know, got into our major university systems. And then when we have people like Jeffrey Epstein, who works for Mossad, who was controlled by Israel. Yeah, yeah, I said that, didn't I? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that again. And this is why it's so important that I keep saying that. Israel controls Mossad. Just the other day, <laughs> Biden starts talking to Mossad and not Benjamin Netanyahu about security in the Middle East. Now, isn't that interesting? Mossad runs Israel through the Rothschild banking cartel, Benjamin Netanyahu, the flake, is basically just the front person for the Mossad, for the Rothschild banking cartel. And they basically control the Congress in the United States along with the blackmail that has occurred to over a 1,000 officials now that are in the top levels of government, top levels of Congress, Senate, and the judiciary, the judges. And this is why we're seeing all this stuff happen. Because they've got pictures of these guys or videotapes of these guys with, you know, like I've talked about before, in compromised situations or with drugs or whatever. And they don't want to be destroyed financially. And they don't want to have their reputations ruined. So they just go along with the plan. And they get rewarded very handsomely, I may add, by doing that, by keeping their pensions and huge amounts of money, in many cases, in their campaign coffers or in even Swiss accounts. Now, the sad part about all of this is that, you know, we don't want to think about that. But it's, it's, it's so – invasive in the government levels at the highest level that you can't even get election equipment turned over that's been completely and totally hacked and defrauded the government, the state of Arizona. You can't even get it turned over because now they're saying, oh, it'll create problems as far as people hacking into the – no, 
you know, it'll create problems because people are going to see that it's easy to hack and they need to fix this. You know, Governor DeSantis just signed integrity voting laws right now in the state of Florida. It just happened yesterday. Governor DeSantis signs election integrity bill into law. Florida Governor DeSantis signed an election integrity bill on Thursday, which implements a number of safeguards to protect elections in the Sunshine State, including limits on ballot drop boxes. There we go. Enhancements on voter ID requirements and additional restrictions on voting by mail and ballot harvesting. Florida can rest assured that their votes count and that Florida will continue to conduct elections that are efficient, transparent, and secure. Quite frankly, you know, Biden's gone nuts now. The government's gone nuts. The communists have gone nuts that we don't want ballot stuffing in our state. Now, (laughs) the problem is in two years, Chris now is running for governor again. He's a hardcore leftist. I personally think he's gay. And he basically was in Congress. He's quit that now. He's running back for the you know, governor of the state of Florida. And he's going to be having unlimited amounts of funding and backing into the state of Florida. And as we have millions of people moving to the state of Florida from hardcore communist democratic states, we don't know what's going to happen from an election standpoint if we can keep DeSantis in. Plus, quite frankly, I believe that DeSantis in, you know, three and a half years is going to be running for president of the United States or vice president. And I hope and pray that he doesn't choose Donald Trump as his running mate. That's what I hope and pray. Donald Trump's had his chance. He's completely and totally deeply compromised telling everybody how you're practicing pseudoscience if you don't want to be injected with a RNA changing device. So the whole thing's a giant, giant mess. By the way, Eli Lilly has decided that they are going after you know, they've been going, the, the Eli Lilly officials accused of doctoring documents to downplay serious problems at the plant, making the firm's COVID antibody drug. Isn't it interesting that they're now making a COVID antibody drug? Just can't even make this stuff up. Eli Lilly and company employees have accused top quality official Linda Weibel of altering documents meant to be submitted to the FDA. It never ends, does it, guys? Staff alleged that she rewrote the findings by Lilly technical experts at the New Jersey plant to make the conclusions appear more favorable to the company. By the way, this happens all the time. The documents were about ban, land, vi, mab. You'd think they would try to not come up with such a weird name, which is FDA approved along with another drug to treat mild to moderate cases of COVID in high-risk people. Separately, the FDA inspectors found that the procedures to ensure certain areas remained sterile at the Indianapolis plant, making the drug worse substandard. According to the complaint, Weibel also fabricated information in 2018 after an employee flagged violations of manufacturing rules regarding a diabetes drug. Surprise, surprise, the drug manufacturers are lying about the efficacy of their product and their ability to ameliorate symptoms and problems associated with certain types of diseases. I mean, why would anybody ever care about any of that. By the way, this is a very interesting article, and it's under it's from Vaccine Deaths, and it says that the Gates Foundation and DARPA have funded self-replicating weaponized vaccine technology that, be, that began under apartheid to exterminate blacks and is now powering the COVID vax. Now, that's a pretty hard statement to make. Personally, I think it's all tied into Libra. I talked about him earlier. But the bombshell story synopsis is research on race-specific, self-replicating, self-spreading, weaponized vaccines was being conducted by doctors and scientists under the apartheid reign, basically causing infertility and deaths among blacks. I know they've targeted blacks for 
oh my gosh, for over a century now. The same research continues today predominantly in the United States, funded by DARPA and the Gates Foundation. The technology known as self-replicating vaccines spread through the population like a virus, which we have seen now with the COVID shedding, causing the spread of infertility, which we have seen now with just the reduction of nitric oxide and death, all for the purpose of extermination and population reduction. The same technology is now believed to be behind the COVID vaccines, which are transmitting harmful spike proteins to the unvaccinated, causing widespread bleeding, bruising, blood clots, and other harmful effects, even in the unvaccinated proponents of self-replicating vaccine technology are self-avowed depopulation advocates, eugenicists, in the, in the, basically in the realm of Darwin, who wish to exterminate most of the human beings living today. Why do they want to do that? Because, because we're made in God's image, and we have souls, and they hate us. You think, well, they shouldn't hate us. We haven't done anything to them. Well, yeah, I know that, but this, this has been going on for millennia. It's been going on for a long, long time, <laughs> okay? They really believe the Kabbalists do is that they make us by their words that they speak. They consider themselves to be not benign de Elohim. They consider themselves to be sons of the fallen. They consider themselves to be little gods, and they have created the universe and all life in the universe by the words that they speak by having sex with their snake god. Now you think, come on, Ted. Look, I think they're nuts, all right? I think they're absolutely looney tunes. When you see them rocking back and forth and they're praying, they're simulating the sex act. And the only reason, the only way they believe they can get their prayers answered is they have to basically have sex with one of these demonic entities. They call them basically, a, a, you know, if I, you wouldn't really call them a fallen angel. They call them archangels. And that, that, that's what they believe. You know, you think, well, this is crazy. Well, yeah, I, I know it's crazy, but it's just, it's just this is the group. If they're, if they're, let me put it this way. If they're crazy enough to believe that crap, which is what that is, they're crazy enough to believe they can destroy the entire population of the planet. I mean, they, they really are. And see, you have to get that. And that's why people say, well, I wouldn't do that. I mentioned that earlier. It's not that you wouldn't do it. It's that these guys love to do this. By the way, we're having more and more fighting at the airports now around the United States, particularly here in Miami. Another massive brawl breaks out at the Miami International Airport over masks. One week after seven people fought over seats on an airplane. And, guys, it's to the point now. This is the fight started because one woman refused to wear a mask, and the people started yelling. It ended up being a big brouhaha. you got to watch the video. It's almost unbelievable. Guys, you know, this is where it's going in this country with the anarchy. I mean, you know, now Austin's talking about having to carry bug-out bags in the vehicles with you. That's a great idea, by the way. I mean, how do we know when this thing's going to really break down and society's going to start really crumbling? Guys, stock up on your supplements. You know, I mean, I don't know how long, you know, we're going to have the ability to get the raw materials from our suppliers. Stock up on your supplements. Stock up on your organic food. Do everything you can now to stay prepared because things are really starting to heat up and it's getting wild out there. I love you guys. I've not yet had a chance to pray for you this morning, but I will pray for you just in a few moments. You guys are absolutely awesome. You're the best ever, and I appreciate you guys being part of my family. Austin, finish it up, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. And Austin will be on with Hagman tonight. Absolutely, bud. And, uh, yeah, again, I just encourage people, you know, look at stuff as far as on a long-term planning now. We saw what happened last year. We see what's happening with the job market. You see what's happening with payroll. You see what's happening with inflation. Plan accordingly. I always like to look at futures on stuff. When you start looking at what's going on and what's going up, you can't go wrong with making sure you're stocked up on certain things, whether it be security items like ammunition, whether it be extra food, 
Whatever it is, make sure you're prepped for this. Always try to keep at least a month's worth of food in your house. I tell people that all the time. Whether it be canned foods, whether it be rice and beans, whether it be organic food buckets, whatever you decide to roll with and what works best for you, have it on hand. Because when stuff starts going sideways, the last thing you want to be doing is trying to drive to the store when you got Antifa militants standing in the parking lot trying to rob everybody before they go in. And, oh, yeah, that'll happen in some of these real, real hardcore states in these cities. Like I said, a lot of states that are real, you know, real conservative, that's not going to happen so much. But you see what's happening already when stuff's pretty good. So, again, I encourage people, stay prepped, stay vigilant, and continue to stay awake and get the truth out there. Thank you again for the support. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, B-Complex on sale product of the week. 10% 10% off right now. Be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com and vote for what you want to see win next week at healthmasters.com. We appreciate you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for getting this truth out there. Thank you for continuing to just wake people up. Spread the information. Spread the truth. Continue to get the information out there. That's the best thing you can do right now. Forward our show. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter. We appreciate the support of everything. If you need anything, give us a call, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can, and I just encourage everybody, have a safe weekend. Enjoy the Hagman Show tonight. I'll be on there again later on, and uh, have a good weekend. Stay prepped. Stay healthy. Exercise. We'll talk to you again Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.